You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey, party people. Happy to be with you today. And I mean it, Brandon. That was for you. Today, I want to start by building off of our last episode. I want to start with this. If you're not a natural planner, that is okay. I talked a lot about planning and making plans, and I realized later that if you're someone who planning gives you anxiety, um, that could have been a really discouraging episode for you. So I want you to know that if you're not a natural planner, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to talk about this. I'm not going to redo my whole last episode, but I do want to build on it. Some people I know live for spontaneity. They're like, a plan? What's a plan? Who's that? Where is he from? Right? And then other people are like, plan? Oh, I know him. Yeah, we are best friends. No, we went to elementary school. Know his favorite color. Everything about him. Right? And then some of us, a lot of us, I feel like, are somewhere in between the total no plans total plans, right? I fall personally in between there. I actually, I was just telling someone this the other day. I like to be organized, but I don't like to do the organizing, right? I I want all my ducks in a row. I need things like visually to look good, to be organized for me to follow it. But the actual process of getting organized, I think is so tedious and I do not love it. Another interesting thing about me, it's a minor character flaw, I also don't like being told what to do. So you can imagine that those don't really mix well. I like to have things organized. I don't like to plan, but I don't like for people to tell me what to do. And so when people plan and tell me what to do, problems happen. I'm working on it. Um, I really am, but that's, that's where I'm at. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but we'll keep moving. A long time, I just thought that's who I am right? I'm just not a planner. I'd make jokes about it with no intention of changing at all. Like I don't do details. That's not who I am. Then God put me in a job where I teach high school students and I can't not plan. And I I think I talked about this last episode. I feel like I'm starting to just repeat myself. Um, I'm not going to do that. But my point is you don't get to not plan your time with Jesus because that's just not who you are, right? You, you can't use that as an excuse. I want you to be yourself. I really do. I titled this podcast, Be You, for a reason, because I want you to be you. I don't want you to feel like that you have to look at the person on your right or the person on your left or in front of you and try to be them. But I do think that we should look up, as cheesy as that sounds, and try to be like Jesus. So we're not void of a need for change. We do need to change, but we don't need to change to be like other people. We need to be who we were created to be. And one way we can do that is to look up and to be like Jesus. This is the very best way to do this. Um, For example, you're not originally created to break laws. We, We have the whole Genesis thing. We know we're not supposed to sin. And then we do. And then here we are right? But originally, we weren't created to to be disobedient, right? So we can't say, I just ran stoplights. That's who I am. And just that just is what we say, 
right? They can't, they can't be it. That's not just who we are because we weren't created to be disobedient for, for no reason or out of pride, right? Same way, um, we were not created to spread hate, right? So we can't just say, well, if they got their feelings hurt off of my sarcasm, that's too bad. That's just how I am. It's not okay, right? Like we we're not created to to hurt people. And so we can't just say, well, that's who I am. Be you at its core doesn't mean that we will never change. It just means that we will never change to be something we're not. We will change to be who we were created to be. So at times in my podcast, I may even ask you point blank, think about changing this, right? Hopefully what's happening more often is my prayer is that the Holy Spirit, as you're listening, is is pricking your heart and putting things on your heart that, oh, maybe I should think about this, right? Maybe I do need to be more like Jesus in this area. That is my hope, is that you become more like Jesus. Paul actually writes to the Corinthians um, to be imitators of him just as he is imitating Christ. So there may be times where I say something that I do that you're like, oh, that would be good, or other people around you, because it's like Jesus, right? An example of this in my own life um, is my friend Brie. So my friend Brie is like the best friend ever. She's just good at it, and I truly, I don't understand it. Like being a good friend, being good at relationships is not who I am. I am very like task oriented. I want to get this done. I want to get this done. Okay. Bye. See you later. Don't have time for you. Right? Like I don't, I just naturally am not a friendly person or a relational person. The problem is Jesus is relational, right? So I don't get to say, well, I'm just not like that. And so I just can't be like Jesus in that. Right? I look at Brie and I see her exemplifying Jesus in that way. So I say, teach me, pray for me, help me. How can I show people that I am, a, am their friend? Right? How can I get better relationships? So I'm not becoming Brie. Right? There's only one Brie Beeks and there only needs to be. Right? I'm becoming Jackie who's looking more like Jesus, right? which is sanctification. Um, so she is teaching me to be like that. We actually took a personality test uh, about six months ago or so at the church that I go to. I think it was called Insights. I know that's like not the popular one right now. I think right now it's Enneagram. I took that. I got a one. I honestly don't even know what that means. Um, All I know is that it showed me another area of my heart where I was prideful because I was like, oh, one, that must be doesn't mean I'm the best, right? Because I got number one. That probably like fits right into the one category. I don't know. I didn't look that much into it. Um, But this personality test I'm going to talk about is called Insights. And it's like a color wheel. So there are four colors. There's red, there's blue, green, and yellow. And out of those colors, it gives you like your top two, right? So I got red as my top and green as my second. Red means you're competitive, means you can be demanding, means, <laughs> surprise family, um, means that you are determined, it means that you're strong-willed, means that you're purposeful. All right, so that was my top. My next highest one was green, which means you're caring, you're encouraging, you share, you're patient, you're relaxed. LOL. This is why I feel like I have a constant internal conflict, because I can truly think of times when I am 
red. And then I can think of other times where I'm like super chill and relaxed and go with the flow. It's like this really weird combination that I'm still trying to figure out what to do with. I tell you this, um, not just for fun, right? But I tell you this because there are situations where it would be really easy for me to say, well, I'm just red. Sorry, nothing I can do about it. That's just who I am, right? But the Lord told me pretty quickly that this is the wrong way to process that new information. Um, It it helps me be self-aware, but not so that I can make excuses, but that I can make moves, right? Um, That I'm really tempted to quote a Christian hip-hop song right now, but I can't think of the exact lyrics, so I'm not going to. I'll put it in in the blog post later. But back to back to the point, um, we, we tend to make excuses once we, we find out something about us, right? But that's not what we are called to do. So blue, the color blue means details, basically. And details don't come naturally to me at all. But this does not mean that I get to always take all my detail work and dump it onto someone else. Now, if I'm working on a project where the other person is clearly gifted in blue and in details, then I'm gonna let them run with it. Like you love the details, I'm not gonna take that away from you, right? But there are gonna be certain situations in my life and in everyone's life where whether you're blue or not, you're gonna have to do details and you're gonna have to get good at it and you don't get to say, well, I can't do that because that's not who I am, right? We don't get to just throw things on other people or hurt other people or or not love other people well because that's just not who we are, right? We ask God to help us grow in those areas, not so that we can be like Brie or be like Brandon, right? Or be like fill in the blank, but so that we can be like Jesus. Because I think Jesus encompasses all of the personalities. Perfect. I mean, if, if Jesus is perfect, wouldn't he do that? right? Um, And isn't that like a trademark thing of being a Christian or supposed to be that we become like Jesus? People look at us, they're like, oh, you're different. Why are you different? Y'all are all different, but you all kind of look the same. Oh, it's because we all look like Jesus, right? We see Jesus. I'm going to point out where I think I see Jesus in each of the four colors of the insight test. Uh, We see Jesus being very purposeful and very determined when it comes to the whole dying for our sins thing, right? That is why he is here. And that is his goal, and he never loses sight of that. So he is very determined to get to that goal. Uh, remember when Peter, like one of his best peeps, tries to talk him out of dying in Matthew 16, 21 through 23? It didn't go well for Peter, right? Jesus was like, nope, stop saying that. This is my plan, right? This is what I'm going to do. So it's okay to be red sometimes, right? We see that red in Jesus. Um, but then strangely enough, but then strangely enough, we also see Jesus being blue, right? In Matthew ten thirty, it says that he knows the number of hairs on our head. That's a detail thing. I mean, seriously, just thinking about counting the number of hairs on someone's head drives me crazy. Like just thinking about it. The other day, I had a necklace that was tangled in knots. I spent all of 30 seconds trying to get it out of knots and I was just like, well, I'm going to throw it away. There's nothing I can do about it, right? And Brandon was like, no, Brandon's my husband. He's like, well, let me look at it. He sat on the couch for 30 minutes and untangled that necklace. 
right? So we see Brandon being like Jesus in that, and we maybe can see ourselves in other areas, right? So we see Jesus being both red and blue, and that's okay. And gosh, I can't even pick which time to use as an example for Jesus showing compassion or being patient or sharing, right? But I think I'll just go with John 6, where he shares with 5,000 plus people, where he feeds them all for free because they were hungry and he had compassion, right? So we see the green in Jesus there. And then there was that time that Jesus like went to a wedding and they ran out of wine. Now, I don't personally drink, and the goal of this podcast is to not start a debate on should Christian drink, should Christians not drink. Well, the alcohol content was different. That's not where we're going. Okay, the reality is the Bible says he was at a wedding, he was there until they ran out of wine, and then Mary went to him and asked him to replenish the wine. So, my assumption is that Jesus might have been having fun and not like crazy you know, fun, like, oh, he was having a good time. But no, just fun, right? We can have fun without being crazy. So that happens in John chapter two. So we see Jesus being all of these personalities. So when we take these tests and we figure out who we are, or, or even if we don't take these tests, when we think about certain aspects of who we are, and we think that, well, this is who I am, and, and I'm better because of that, that's wrong. Because you're not better, right? And I'm saying this as someone who admittedly will think this. I mean, I told you about the Enneagram number one, right? I have to constantly be checking my heart. But we aren't better. Our personality, who we are and who we just are, is not better than anyone else. Jesus is better, right? And we want to be like Jesus. Um, one of the reasons that I chose the, the venue of a podcast to do this And to talk about these things is because I really think it gives you space for self-reflection. To learn and to change and to grow, there needs to be some processing and some self-awareness. And the reality is I'm not going to say anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. Solomon talks about that in Ecclesiastes. But my hope is that through this avenue, I will say it in a way that you are allowed to process it. Most of the time when we're listening to podcasts, at least for me, we're like driving in our car or we're going for a walk or we're sitting at a desk or we're running or we're putting on our makeup. We're by ourselves. So we don't feel the pressure of being around other people. I know even for me, sometimes at church, I can go to church. I will start to feel convicted about something that pastor nick is saying or whoever i'm listening to but if it's if i can tell ooh, this is about to cut me real deep i like stop listening because i don't want to change my body language if people think that i struggle with that right and so i just start thinking about other things and wow i really wish he wouldn't get this deep this is really uncomfortable oh i think he's moving on to something else okay i'll tune back in right? We don't have to worry about other people being around us. We can just sit and process this information. So that is why I I tell you all of this, because my goal will never be to try to get you to become more like me. My goal will never be to get you to become more like someone else. My goal is to get you to become more like Jesus, because that is how you will be who you are created to be. And kind of tying this back to the beginning, we have to plan whether that's who we are or not. We have to ask God to help us with that. We have to plan to have intentional time with him because it's so important. And we see Jesus planning 
right? From the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had a plan. They had a plan of salvation to save you and to save me. So if spending alone time with Jesus has really been a struggle for you recently, go ahead and come up with the plan. Even if you're not a planner, ask for God to help you. He will. Not so you'll be like me, but to be like Jesus and to be with Jesus.